0: Four of the sales union we've literally just come off our first of our fortnightly sessions which is absolutely amazing and we thought we'd a, a great time to record our next podcast have a little bit of a bit of a wash up of what we've just been through um on the call which i thought went went really really well there's a few things i think we can improve on a few things that went really well a few things not so well but um all in all i
1: thought it was a good experience chris what do you think i thought it was great yeah um great for the first one I think, like you said, a lot of things, a lot of positive things, a lot of things to improve on. I think the main thing for me is the two speakers. I got a lot of things from both speakers. Um, I think we should start with Victoria first. Um, I thought she did a great job presenting. Um, I did think she was going to talk about business for a bit, too, a bit too much, but she didn't. So, um, and she really focused on what made a business tick from a sales point of view. Um, one of the main things I think I got from her was she talked about afters um, and she obviously mentioned Andy Bounds who are gonna try and get on um, to to speak one week. So Andy, if you're listening, um, we'd love to have you on. And he talks about afters and, and it's something that as a salesperson, we don't tend to think about. We tend to sell the features and benefits of our own product, but not necessarily how we can help the customer. And I thought that was one of the things that really changed the way she, sold the business to the the sales consultants who she's employing is sell how you can help the customer and i think sometimes we forget once someone's um about to purchase what are you what you are you, you going to change how is how are you going to shave them fees on tribunals how are you understand she that shells a hr um sas product so it was really interesting for me and something that again you know you know you, 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 you learn every day, don't you? And it's one of those things I always look back at my sales process and my concentrating too much on features and benefits and not how our service is going to help the customer.
0: Yeah, I thought Victoria presented really well. I thought she was very honest. There was uh, she went through her challenges within her business, um, talking about targets. She was targeting sales staff. She didn't have a great sales team, and she was targeting them in the wrong way. And she took complete responsibility for that. Yeah. And we've we've dealt with lots of companies where we look at the targets that they set for salespeople. And no salesperson anywhere is incentivized by a KPI somewhere, a spreadsheet that they're looking at with, with just figures on that they're working towards. Nobody is looking solely to increase their retention rate. They're, looking to, you know, they're working to achieve that thing that they're trying to achieve. They're not interested in what that one figure might show, You know, the number of calls to the number of meetings to the number of things that you close. You need to make them realistic, and I think uh, Victoria did a great job in helping everybody that was on the call to understand a little bit more about how they can potentially incentivize their workforce a little bit more to make sure
1: that those challenges can be overcome and that you can hit those targets. But I thought she was honest as a business though, on from a business owner's point of view of understanding the figures. And obviously know, she talks about a dashboard and how she lives by that dashboard. And that's why she wants to be able to do it from a beach one day, which is my dream as well, is be able to re- work remotely. Um, And I think one of the things I'd realized when Victoria was speaking is I'm not as financially literate. I am when it comes to sales, but like she said, she talked about the five lead generation things that she did, but she, she made herself become financially literate to know where the projections are coming in and how to manage everyone else's pipeline, which then has a pass on effect to a sales team. Yeah, definitely. It's really important. Any leader to involve somebody within the
0: business, everybody within the business and what you're mm-hmm. trying to achieve. When anybody, anybody that's involved in change management will know it's a very, very difficult process anyway, but if you've not got the buy-in from everybody, it almost becomes impossible. Whereas it seems, Victoria, I mean, we both know her quite well. She runs a really successful business that's been growing for a number of years mm-hmm. and you can see why now. You understand a little bit of the mechanics behind it, mm-hmm. why, it's, why it's working so well. She talks about stuff being world class and again, she was honest that there were certain processes within the business that weren't world class. But it's great to have such a goal that you want to uh, work towards to
1: achieve. Mm. I she always asks herself, "Is this work is this world class? And if it's not world class, what we do? What do we do to make it world class?"
0: Yeah, that's a. I mean, that, that, I think that's just a great motto to have within your business because there'll be lots of us, if we're honest with ourselves, there'll be certain things that we are doing in our day to day lives, you know, with our with our health and our fitness and in our business that we know aren't right, but you continue to do the same things because you've got that bad habit. And she spoke about breaking habits and I think what's really good is we've got some speakers lined up that are experts in that sort of thing so developing successful habits we've spoken in previous podcasts about streaking which you know uh which everybody knows I'm a big fan of uh habit stacking that sort of thing all these different things I think will help everybody to be more successful the other thing that I took from it that I thought was really good that I've done a lot of reading reading on is working on the business rather than in the business Mm -hmm. Uh, Victoria spoke about an eight step sales process. So every single client, new client prospect that comes into the business follows that eight step process, which means Victoria isn't involved in any part of it, which means the business, as you mentioned about working on the beach, once she's got that eight step process in place, clients are coming in, it doesn't make any difference to whether she's in the business or not because salespeople understand it, they're bought into it, they see the value in it. And ultimately she's going to build a successful business off the back of it because that process is there. And when she wants to exit the business, It'll be much much easier because she's selling that process rather than just selling a, a customer base that you're heavily involved with. It makes it very difficult to be able to move on and, and to be able to sell. So I, know I thought Victoria did a fantastic job, and uh, we've we've booked in uh, Victoria for a podcast next week, and also that'll be one of the next podcasts that we have that we're going to be releasing.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna uh, we're going to try our best to to sync the um, speakers with the podcast as, as best best as we can, obviously time permitting and. Um, you know, we're going to do this one via Zoom. But it'd be nice to get our own our own studio at some point, would not it? Yeah, definitely. Well, that's a, a goal, haven't yeah, we? We have In that's... Fact,
0: that. That probably brings us nicely on to Jonathan. So Jonathan Finch from Sales Geek was yeah. our other feature speaker this week. He spoke a lot about goal setting. So um, a big, hairy, audacious goal, I suppose, for you would be, and for us, is to have that podcast studio where we can be recording these from.
1: Yeah, I think I like the idea of having. Having that studio where we can just walk in—it's our own. No, I don't need a big office, but just like an office where we can film and record at the same time. I actually liked Jonathan's setup. He had a really nice setup. There. He had a very a, amazing view of the the city where he's based, and um, professional microphone. Obviously, the camera was crystal crystal clear, and I think what in this day and age it makes a makes a massive difference. And I think. Um, that's what we need to to strive for. We're in Dave's house at the moment, and uh, Sales Union HQ. So, yeah, and well, what I want us to say one day. I remember the day when we sat in your living room, surrounded by kids, kids Barbies and police things, <laughs> and now we're sat in our uh, our own studio. Yeah. And um, I don't even have children. No, but I do. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I have two children. But I do. I do think that you know one of our goals for Sales Union is to. Is to speak to the masses. Is why we launched it in Manchester because there isn't anything like this in Manchester. And uh, big up to Leon who was on the call and Jonathan who both have perspective um, sales clubs in uh, both Liverpool and uh, Lancashire. So uh, they kind of enabled us to kind of inspire us to do it in Manchester, uh, which is strange how it's a big city and it's not got it here. Mm. Um, but it was such a good response this morning. And bear in mind we didn't really push it massively. You know, you know, really push it massively uh, on social media, and um, so I know for the next one when we have a, a a bigger, bigger push and we're a bit more slick with our process, we'll we'll have more of a um, an audience. Yeah, what were your key
0: takeaways from Jonathan's?
1: I think one of the key things from him, I always like listening to Jonathan because he it reminds me of one one of my biggest things that I've wanted to work on over the last twelve months is mentality. Um, I kind of struggled with it, I've struggled with it for, probably since I was 16, not that I've got mental health issues or anything like that, I just always struggle with that sales mentality where every, when everything's going well, I'm super focused, but then sometimes when things take a downturn, I tend to get a little bit lazy and I get a bit lax on the things, and I I'm always talk all the time, and I think some people get bored of me talking about it, because I don't sometimes put the things into place myself is, is everything's about consistency and looking at uh, I love the th- that you talked about the one percent uh, they have a trading course called the one percent club about improving things and I think if you I've tried recently in fact I've lost quite a lot of weight and when I look at why I've lost that weight obviously I've got someone to be accountable to which is my girlfriend but also you know looking at what my food intake was like and what my what alcohol intake was like and changing that one percent as had that kind of like Jonathan talked about that compound interest not having a pint or two pints after work out now go and get drunk but those two pints three or four times a week when you actually add up the calories over a, over a monthly period is a lot of calories and it probably turned into two or three pounds so um, and then that one percent that extra run a week that doing those 10,000 steps those streaks that you talk about and I think that I've got to then start to implement that into the new business that I'm starting. And Jonathan kind of inspired me to to look at that. And I've been trying to get up, up earlier and earlier every day. So talking about that 1%, um, I've been getting up earlier and earlier every single day to to try and then get to the point where I'd love to be in that 5am club, which you were in this morning, Dave. Yeah, that's it. I was up this morning. had the greatest
0: showman on to inspire me. <laughs> Anybody that's ever having a... A tough day or the you know they've got something that they want to get themselves up for the greatest showman soundtrack there's nothing like it uh, I find anyway I had that on this morning blair in the house at about half past five so yeah I was really looking forward to waiting for it to come around um, I think from Jonathan for me there was a couple of things one thing that I thought was really interesting obviously Jonathan coming from a sales background and a fantastic sales trainer helping people with their sales and then looking at Victoria who has been very successful building a business and developing a sales strategy wouldn't necessarily class itself as a as a, a sales expert, no. what has built something that's working really, really well for her, has been able to change it to get it to the point that it's effective. One thing that was really interesting, I thought, was that Victoria was touching upon having those manageable targets, so short-term targets, things that you can improve and you can affect right now, and then Jonathan actually touched on it having, he called it a BAM, bare ass minimum, mm. so the bare ass minimum that you can expect, and just having those manageable goals, so in, in sort of like bite-sized chunks, um, marginal games he, he was talking about which a lot of people will know and, and have read about those little differences that you can make you mentioned compound in the Dave of brails with the um, how he helped the cycling team I think we've spoken about it on the podcast the impact of a 1% increase in effectiveness for, I think for 30 days is something like 38% you're 38% more effective if you make a 1% um, interest and it goes over the course of year it'll be to hundreds of percent more that you would be effective the downside is if you if you became 1% less effective every day, which Mm -hmm. in fairness, if you're not doing any personal development and you're not improving your skills relative to your competition, you're probably going backwards. It doesn't take a lot of time for you to become very close to zero. So it's really important to be making sure that we're doing those things every single day or every single week, every single month to make sure that we are benefiting from that compound effect. Well,
1: I think if you think about when we started our other podcast, El Presente, um, we were consistent, we're doing it every week, and we actually got to a point, really funny enough, got to a point where we're getting probably 200, 300 listeners every single, well, consistently over 150, and it was growing and growing, and then we didn't do it for three, four months, and now we've got to start building that, we had to start building that audience again because they'll have gone on to something else, and um, so when we started the Sales Union podcast, it was about, Regardless whatever happens, just make sure that we've got a podcast that goes out every single Tuesday or every single Monday. Um, and we've actually stuck to it so far, which is good for me and you.
0: Yeah, no, that's it. It's going well. So you mentioned on the call that uh, when, when Jonathan asked us about goals, you had a few goals that you were looking to. I think consistency was a key one for you. Why is it that you've struggled for consistency in the past?
1: I don't know. I think, I think one of the things I've always struggled with is... Uh, you know I say I've got no mental health issues. I'm I'm always a very positive person and I'm always I've always been that person who can come up with amazing ideas um and can be really enthusiastic about those ideas. But it's alright having amazing ideas but if there's no action that gets taken place. I'm always better at being part of a team and um I always have been part of a team so I always think that I bring a certain strength to a team um but there's certain things that I don't into a team also so and one of those things is I just need to be more and more consistent and I think uh, structure plays a big part in it I think that I miss structure um as part of my working week because I think what Covid has done is it, it kind of put that structure out of kill for me um, and I'm trying to br- I'm trying to claw that structure back because I've got a little bit lazy. I don't get up as early. I mean, before, pre-COVID, I was up at half five, six every pretty much every day. And again, the compound interest of me not getting up at that time every day. So, if you think about back to pre-COVID, I was up at half five in the gym for six. I was done in the gym for seven. I'd have a little bit of a little bit of a kind of time out, if you like, meditation. Not meditation. I don't meditate, but I should do. But I'd go and sit in the um, Infinity pool at, at Hale Country Club. Where I'd watch the sunrise because it was still early in the morning, so I was very clear of mind. I was um, wide awake, and I'd have two hours in the cafe downstairs of writing posts, responding to emails. No one ringing me. As now I'd got into the habit of not getting up till eight o'clock, which was two hours of uh, 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 ten hours, what's it? Ten hours a week, um, and. Ten hours a week, forty hours a month. It's pretty much some losing two days a month. So if you think that over the year, it's disgraceful, really. And going back to the the pints thing, if I started drinking two pints again, pretty much most most nights, then I would end up fat again. And I think that when I look at my success in 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 my career in life, it's when I've had structure and been most consistent. But the the brain is a funny, a funny thing. It's, it's the hardest thing to try and get that consistency back and I'm now just starting to get that a little bit of consistency back um, by putting things in place that get me up early. Um, so obviously we've got the the, the um, sales union on a Tuesday. I go to the gym two or three times a week and get up early. I'm in the gym, although I'd love to train at six o'clock. My, my training partner can't train till half seven. So, um, so I'm training at half seven, which is still not bad. So I need to get up at six, work for an hour at home or get to the gym, work for an hour in the in the, in the the gym. He rocks in at half seven. So I just need to change things slightly. And I do think that buying time, I think if, if you actually said to anybody in the world, what is the most precious thing, it's time. And what you are essentially doing is buying time. And I think that I'm, I'm, I ordered the book that Leon talked about, about the 5am club, uh, which I'm going to start reading this week and um, I'm just going to see how that kind of, what that talks about. Because if I could get up at five o'clock every day, I mean, you know, absolutely. I'd smash through quite a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that I don't do at the moment is just be honest because I don't have time. Well, there's no excuse because I can buy the time by getting up earlier.
0: Yeah, makes sense. It's interesting when you mentioned fitness and how that, you had a structure and you had a routine that you were following, and that part of it, make sure you're awake and wide awake at the start of the day, to have a productive day. There's something called keystone habits, so habits that have a much wider impact than the actual habit itself. Mm. Fitness, diet, these types of things are, are, are things that are keystone habits. So if you think if you, if you are going to the gym, I guarantee you when you come out of the gym you're not thinking, you know, I really, really want to go to McDonald's for a, no. a breakfast. No, You're thinking, right, I want to healthy. And even if you're in an area, it gets to lunchtime and you, you nearly need to pick something up quick, you're actually fighting against yourself thinking, I don't want to go and pick up something really quick that's unhealthy. Because you've got that keystone habit that's in place, and similarly, if you're eating healthily, you're much more likely, you're much more alert, you're much more likely to go out and actually do exercise. Which these keystone habits that we can put in place and habits that we are building, if we can fit in lots of those keystone habits that have a wider impact on the rest of our day, it means we're much going to be going much more productive, much more effective. Mm. Very interesting points. Yes. What are you most looking forward to in the? Um, the coming weeks of
1: Sales Union, obviously. I think bit. I'm just looking forward to the variety. I think what we've tried to do with the speakers that we've got coming on board is give you a variety of different industries, different points of view, um, and and realise that sales is a great power. I think that's the thing is sales is a, is the greatest power. That I was so glad when I was younger that I got involved in sales because it's what makes the world go round. You know, you think about politics and games and selling things to people. I mean, you think about the lockdown and how the politicians have sold it to us badly, really. um, Everything is sales. And I think that if we can just have that influence to um to people in and around Manchester or the UK or the world, whoever wants to join on to the, the sales union um, calls, if we can just change that mindset where we realize that sales is, a, I think it is a superpower. I think it sales is a superpower that everyone would always benefit from whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a carpenter, whether you are a plumber. If you know how to negotiate, if you know how to close a sale, you are going to be more successful in business. That is fact. Um, you know, same with finance. If you understand finance better, you are going to, you're going to run a more successful business, um, you know, and. I think it's just interesting how we can combine the two. Yeah, we've got some amazing speakers lined up. We've got more
0: sales trainers that have got specific expertise in certain areas that can help you within your business. If you're listening to this and there's one particular area of sales that you would love supporting, whether it's you know suspecting to find potential clients, whether it's prospecting those those, uh, people that you want to work with, whether it's objection handling, whether it's closing, whether it's how to market your business, whether it's automation, it could be anything to do with sales whatsoever, please drop us a note, sales at salesunion.co.uk, or you can get in touch with uh, myself or Chris at Dave or Chris at salesunion.co.uk. We'll be more than happy to help wherever we can, and we'll also make sure that we've got upcoming speakers that will cover off those areas for you. For me, from today, it was really interesting to see the feedback from people to see what they were struggling with, things that they think they needed the most support with, and then, again, linking that to how we can potentially help out with the speakers that we've got coming up one big thing that came about I think was consistency, habits, setting goals, making sure you're holding yourself accountable to them. So we're gonna make sure that the people that we've got lined up are gonna be covering off uh, those aspects for you. On the 27th, we've got uh, Russ Hope from Plain Selling, who we're really looking forward to hearing from. Um, expert salesperson, massively passionate about sales. He's really infectious. So I know we'll get lots of value from Russ on the day. And we're hoping to have confirmation from uh, quite high profile um partner with a, one of the biggest law firms around to share how he's managed to um, build um a successful business, to build himself up in a law firm, being mainly based around the, the fact that he was able to build relationships from the ground up. We've also got lots of other speakers that align in the coming weeks, but we'd really appreciate any feedback that you've got, anything you need support with, and we'll make sure that the speakers that we've got cover that off. Is there anything you'd like to add,
1: Chris? No, just thanks for tuning in. Um, What I would like to add is just share, share, share. Um, You know, the more that we get, that we get people on, the better content that we get, the more, visit, the more visitors we get to the group, the better speakers we'll have. Um, everything is all about content, and the better content we get, the better you the information you'll get as, as a group. So um, we're gonna start a sales union WhatsApp group, which is a closed WhatsApp group, um, just for everyone who's been to the, to the sales union um, events. Um, it's, it's not gonna be loads of comments on there, it's just gonna be us posting um, daily or by daily, uh, tips, videos, books, um, obviously the podcast and also you, you get to uh, first access to the events on there because it'll be posted on the WhatsApp group before we actually post it out on social media because in future we are going to cap it at um, 100, 150 uh, per event just to make sure that uh, we're getting the most out of the events.
0: Yep. So if anybody wants to um have access to that WhatsApp group for the sales tips, as Chris said, it's probably going to be one post. Per day, if that that's going to be going onto there, but it's proactive sales tips that will help with anything you need support with. Please just drop us a note; we'll get you added into that. What have you got planned for the rest of the, re- of the week, Chris? Anything exciting?
1: I'm actually I'm actually working for a client at the moment, doing some um, direct sales for him. Uh, it's been actually quite fun seeing that side. I've not I've not done direct sales for a long, long time, so I'm just helping them out because they've had a lot of leads in. Um, and obviously, business is a bit thin on the ground at the moment, so it's just a case of. Getting money in where I can, and building. And I've obviously got the business, uh, the business I'm launching, the virtual business card. Um, So I'm actually finishing writing the business plan off for for that tonight. So I'm super excited about that. I think it's the the one thing where I generally, I generally think it could be uh, a global business. So So
0: you've been on the front line the last few weeks. I have. Yeah. Firefighting, objection handling. Yeah. Stuff everybody loves. Exactly. Okay. All right. Great. See you later, everyone. Thanks a lot, everyone. We'll (laughs) see you on the next. This podcast is edited and produced by Emily Boardman from VA Confidential. We would massively recommend Emily to anybody that is running a podcast and would like help editing it or anybody that needs any freelance business support. Emily has a great team of associates that can help you with anything that is taking time up within your business to free up that time to help you to generate those extra sales. So thank you very much, Emily.